You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. Preach with Rashad. We are the prophets here with another episode, another sermon, man, coming at you live Tuesday morning, eight o'clock, bright and early, man. Uh, how's it going, man? Everything's good, man. Enjoy some some good sports, you know, basketball, football, Monday nights full of action. Yeah, man. I who was talking about it on Sunday? How like, man, all these games are weird. I'm about to turn the TV off. I'm about to go watch something else. I'm about to watch that Disney Plus, <laughs> something because I mean it was just all over the place. Yeah, those those one o'clock games on Sunday, man. That that early that early block of games was terrible. Everybody was either getting blown out, you know, it was just or you got bad rounds where hardly no action was going on at all from the <laughs> night game. So it's like this right. is just a bad day of football, but it happens throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we're gonna start. You know, start on what happened on Saturday uh, with uh, Colin Kaepernick. We know, you know, activism and everything that he's done, uh, you know, the last past, what, three or four years uh, with the kneeling and stuff like that. But if we want to keep it more football, because that's really what it's about. Um, so what are your thoughts about it Saturday? Uh, you know, the NFL – NFL doing it, I guess, kind of like, I mean, really last minute, then the all switcheroo, changing the plans at last second, blah, blah. So, what, what, was, what was your initial thoughts on everything so far about Colin Kaepernick? Well, I'll just talk about just the workout itself first. Um, to me, it didn't really prove anything. I mean, he's throwing against air. That's what college QBs do for the combine. That's what guys doing warm up. So, to me, that didn't prove anything. I'm pretty sure you can. If you get Brett Favre out there, if you get Steve Young out of his jacket, on and it's you know certain type, whatever, I'm pretty sure those guys who are you know been long retired, I'm pretty sure they can still throw the ball 40, 50 yards against the air too. So to me, the whole workout thing, far from like his arm strength or his release, that stuff, it doesn't really prove anything. I would have preferred, you know, it had, had it been something more, more structured like how they actually do. Uh, a college could be like an actual interview, like, hey, man, what are your, you know, priorities right now? Are you focused on being a starter? Are you trying to be a backup just to get back in the league? How committed are you to the game? Like, I would prefer more of an interview style thing than just go out here throwing against the air. That don't prove anything, man. Like, you got upcoming college QBs who are going to get those 
backup QB or future starter spots because they can throw it against the air. So to me, that didn't improve anything. He should have been trying to do more of a interview style thing, you know, post a 30-minute, 45-minute workout versus just I'm going to throw – I'm going to I want to say to the media, then I'm out of here. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of strange to me, you know the 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 whole change of location. I know the NFL didn't want it to be in the media coverage, and he wanted to you know make sure he changed the narrative or control the narrative, case like that. But see, my thing was, man, they sh- he should have had cornerbacks out there, like you know whether it's uh, Rogers Cromartie or so yeah, somebody who just got you know just retired recently, who like okay, I come out here with you, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go for real though, so you better throw the ball, you know, accurate, blah blah blah. Because even in some of the videos that he was throwing the ball, you could see the it wasn't where it needed to be. Now whether him and the receivers ain't really had that, you know, that that uh, what's it called, like that that rapport like that. But you could see you know, the receivers had to go stretch out forward, or they had to jump up in the air for it. The arm strength, we arm strength for Kyle Kaepernick, that was never a concern. So like seeing the air read tweets about. He can see he can still throw it fifty yards easy, like like you said. The Brett Favre's and Steve Youngs can do it. I know Phil Sims can throw the ball sidearm still fifty yards, and he and you know uh, he he does he and, and throws it hard. Like so, that really doesn't impress me. You're a quarterback. You're always gonna be a quarterback. Um, the 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 more things I would have I would have wanted to see. I w- I would have I would have wanted to see like I don't know maybe. Maybe hitting the throws that's that the most difficult things, and you know whether that's trying to uh, throw it in like I don't know trash cans or something far distance, but more accurate. I don't I don't know because I think I think his biggest concern was always accuracy. It was never it was never arm strength, and it was ne- it was never that. So and we know he got the legs to move in the pocket, blah blah. The, those things we know, and uh, you know it was kind. Of, I mean the teams that were out there watching them. I mean, they, you know, I think somebody from Atlanta said that his arm is elite, which, of course, it is. It's going to look elite when you, like you say, you throw it against air, you throw it against nothing. It's you and the receiver. That's 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 easy. That's easy work. You should be able to do that. I mean, I, I feel like if you can't do that, you definitely don't need to be in the field. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'll say this. Now, I, I've been saying it for a while. People, the the notion that, that Kaepernick was a good quarterback, you know, it really, it really wasn't. It was not true. He was always a, a a solid quarterback that needed the pieces or the coaching around him to make him better than you know to make him higher higher than what he really is. So the the, the Greg Roman thing with him being you know Greg Roman was good with Kaepernick, better with Tyrod Taylor, and now with Lamar Jackson, see how good he is. So it's kind of like uh, uh it was an upward trend in in, in that regard. So. I don't know if, if if Kaepernick can find himself in that same situation that you know Lamar find himself in or Tyrod Taylor had in Buffalo, um, but is he better than some starting quarterbacks or, or some backups? I I say yes. So with, with that being said, do you think he still I mean deserves a you know deserves a chance at you know in a training camp or anything like that, or, or you think he just pretty much done? No, nah, he's done. If I'm a GM, I don't even bother reaching out to Colin. Like I wouldn't call him. I could care less because. He's created such a circus, it's not even worth it because, okay, the NFL planned that workout for you, but because you want to control the narrative, I mean, I don't care where anybody works at. When you're the minority, man, like the the organization is always going to crush the smaller person. So, like, you can't try to control the narrative and say, well, I want my people to film it. 
So I control the distribution of the film and all that kind of stuff. Like you can't do that, man. If they're if they're saying they will they will record it, the Falcons, who are a NFL organization, they have <laughs> film personnel. They they will record it. They'll send it to all teams, and they'll also send it to you. So everybody's gonna get the same footage, but because you want to feel some type of need of power, you know, power control, or you feel like you can't trust them to with the footage, I mean, you could easily compromise and just say, okay, well. I will still live stream it, but y'all can still record it. Like you could have still just you could have worked out other stuff versus just saying no. I want my crew to do it. Well, you could have you could have just showed up to where they told you to show up at. Because now by moving the workout back from two thirty to four, changing location to a high school, that already showed that you had already pre-planned in your head. I'm gonna make this move because I'm not sure how many people are with like using facilities outside of you know NFL stuff. If you're gonna use a high school or middle school or wherever the place may be, you have to get that cleared by that school board or superintendents. Like you know, you got to get that stuff cleared in advance. You can't just show up to a high school field. Like you know, high schools have tracks and all that kind of stuff. So you can use like a track, but you can't just go on like that field for stuff like that. So he had to get that stuff cleared in advance. So I think he had to kind of had his mind made up to try to control the narrative, whether he felt like he was being you know. They're taking a shot at him by saying, all right, we're going to do it on Saturday versus a Tuesday when it's more availability. I'm not sure what his thinking was, but just speculation-wise, I feel like he was just trying to control the narrative of I want to do it my way, I want to be in control so I can make sure that this gets put out how I want it put out. But at the same time, you're not endearing yourself to the organization. Like, you, like you're a cog on the wheel. You haven't played ball in three years. The NFL went on without you. Nobody cared. People pretend like they care that they want you back in the league, but nobody cares. We're still watching Lamar, still watching Brady, still watching Mahomes, still watching Russ. We still have other NFL stories outside of Colin Kaepernick. So the NFL, yeah. the Raiders are doing fine. He he's a cog on the wheel. Nobody's missing him. Like Brett Favre, like all time greats have retired and left the game. Favre, Manning, like the game moves on. Now that's that's no that's definitely true. You got and then you got to talk about like. Uh, it, it, in, my, in my opinion, you you're doing all this. I don't know if you saw Jay Z quote about, you know, he thought that workout was more of a publicity stunt because it was. You, you're televising it. You got everybody looking at. You got fans coming out there. You, you know, like I said, he trying that. Like it's 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 kind of a, it's, it's crazy. You don't want the NFL to have this narrative about you can't throw no more blah blah. You have one saying that you you know you might be the greatest thing walking, and I and, I, and I'll say this right here. I've been saying this ever since he kneeled, which was, okay, if Russ kneeled, you think he'd be out of job? If 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 Cam Newton, when he was, you know, during his prime, you think if he kneeled, he'd be out of job? Dak Prescott, Mahomes, Watson, all the, all these black quarterbacks in the field, and they had did the same exact thing. Uh, even even take it back some, McNabb, to the, when, when Vic was in his prime. Do 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 you really think they would be out of a job for that long because of the, because of kneeling? No, and I that's and, and people but see people always think is is like you're hating on them, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, blah blah. I'm like, you can look at the facts. We talked about it last time, but like every every NFL don't doesn't care. I mean, they they care about what you do outside of it. Obviously, you can't go ahead and murder people and all of that, but. You have seen them be lenient toward different things in the world, 
And if your talent is good enough, they will overlook it. We 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 already mentioned the, the Zeke and the Tyreek Hill of, of the worlds. Like we we already we already seen them don't, don't care as as much unless you if if you had the talent. So like Big Ben, you know his, his rape charge case way back when he he was back on the field. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so it, obviously because of the talent, like that, and, and that's what it is. It's not it's not really too much about the kneeling. It's more about your play. And you can't act like you are here. You can't act like you're a superstar and get all this, you know, control when when you were just an average quarterback. And the moment Greg Roman left Fort Niners, he became a sorry quarterback, benched from Lane Gabbard. Like he was on the he was on the what the the Marcus Mariota, Trubisky's of the world at quarterback. Now, is he just as good as Mitch Trubisky? Probably, you know. But like you said, is it worth the hassle of the circus and and all that because like if if the fit's not right, and he goes into a situation where he know he's he's not going to succeed. Like if he doesn't basically if he doesn't go to a team where it, they got everything around him already. If he doesn't go to a I mean I mean I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing. But for example, let's say if he Mahomes out for the season, he goes to the Chiefs. He needs to have Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and all them stuff to be you know and the Andy Reid to be great. Because if he goes somewhere like the Bears or the Dolphins, where it's a lot of question marks, and he doesn't perform, and like they're gonna get rid of him very quickly, <laughs> and they're gonna put the blame on him anyway. So it's kind of like, man, you you're really in a no-win situation, and trying to control what you you know, trying to control that situation. I mean, it's it's okay, I guess, but if you really want a job, like how many how many how many jobs have you ever went to your you know, and, and you control and be like, I want this and this and this and this and this. When you just uh you know you're not a a CEO you're not a you know vice president you're not somebody big like that you're just a regular person like how many times do they win like you said you always get squashed so I I mean I don't really I don't really get his 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 point in it uh I really I really don't like Ed Reed you know trying to bash uh you yeah, Malcolm Jenkins Jay Z Stephen A Stephen A pretty came at him at him pretty hard um you know in, yesterday and for uh first take as well. So it's kind of like, man, it's, it's it's really up in the air. I don't think I don't I don't really see a team. I see maybe a couple teams calling and just seeing, but then again, would you rather get a thirty-two-year-old quarterback, or would you rather just draft someone, or you know, get somebody else who who's not going to create the circus? Because if you if you're the same overall, I'm going to take the, the the backup quarterback with the less with the less stress. I mean, it just is it, it is what it is. No, nah, nobody's gonna give him a call. I mean, it's just when you have a backup quarterback, they're meant to help push the starter, help push you know other players to be ready for game day, hold a clipboard, be a you know be another set of eyes and ears, and think piece for the offensive coordinator for the quarterback when they come to the sideline. But you you can't have a backup quarterback stirring up controversy or just being an overall distraction. Nobody here – when Jimmy G was with the Patriots, you never heard a thing about it until his contract was coming up, which was totally on them because it was like, are they going to move on from Brady or are they going to keep right. him? That was football late. It wasn't, oh, he's taking a knee or he's out here assaulting somebody off the field or something like that. You don't hear anything about J- Jacob Brissett when he was backing up Andrew Luck or when he was backing up Jimmy G. You didn't hear anything about that. You don't hear anything about Brian Hoyer or, you know, you don't hear Colt yeah. McCoy – we didn't hear anything about Teddy until he signed with the Saints and he got put in the game. All football related stuff. 
Like, Cap wasn't the first person to take a knee. I remember when Tebow was doing this stuff, he came in the league, but nobody considered it an act of protest or anything like that. And he was actually called Tebow at the time when he was doing it. Like, you know, he was a, right, a, yeah. a, a prayer or whatever, but nobody really considered that controversial at the time. And because I think even when Cat was taking a knee, nobody noticed it until like the third or fourth time he did it. And then when people asked why was he doing it, it was like, oh, I'm doing this to protest police, police brutality and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, man, if you want to play for the NFL, you can have – there's nothing wrong with being outspoken or stuff like that. We've seen it in other sports, LeBron James, other players, they've made their you – know, they use their voice and their platform for good reasons as well. But their talent, you can withstand any headlines of negative press because you're still productive. Cap, right. Cap wasn't productive enough, and he was, you know – he just wasn't getting it done, man. When you're not getting it done and you opt out of your country with the 49ers, you, you opted out, you could have stayed there or stuff like that. But when you opt out, you don't have the on-field tape to back to produce, all right, or warrant, hey, we can probably bring this guy in. And you're still not, I won't say capitulate, but you're not, you're not up to the industry standard of being a backup quarterback. You're not, nobody wants to be on the, the roster and every time the camera pans the field, they're showing you and you're you're kneeling or, you know, instead of them interviewing the guy who had the breakout game, they're asking you about certain stuff. You know, it just yeah, it, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And I I've always also said this, like if 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 he does get a job, I'm just let's just assume he does get a job somewhere. I, I always thought it's it's better for him to be behind someone that's you know, as an owner that's non controversial. Like him him in Seattle. There's no way anybody on this earth thinking he's nowhere near the capabilities of what Russell Wilson can do. Uh, there's nowhere he's nowhere near Deshaun Watson. He's nowhere near Apache Mahomes. He's nowhere near you know what I'm saying. Just and this list goes on. Uh, so that that's the only that's the that's the only way you probably can override that he's on the team if you have a superstar quarterback that you know obviously you can't be losing either. But you got to be you know you got to be winning because think about it. Like let's say for example, if he's on Seattle right now. You know, uh, like next year, and they got the same record they got right now, eight and two. Nobody's worried about Kaepernick and and whether he's you know protesting, blah blah blah. If he doesn't, he, if he's doing that, that's fine. But it, it's gonna be more about football because the thing about it is, how many people in the NFL are doing something for you know cancer societies and uh, all this you know all this other stuff? I I, I know as people, I know as people in the league that's doing stuff for. To, to help better the, the the black community, I know it is. It, there, there's no way it's not with the, you know the, the NFL being more mostly black. So there's no way people that but you you're not you're not hearing about them because what what they're doing what they're doing is you know it's not I guess what I guess what captivating is as a Kaepernick is because he got the look you know the afro and I wouldn't even say you know, I wouldn't even say uh, all that. I just say they're not doing it on company time. Like okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So and, and that plays and that plays a big part in why. Some you know owners will back you up, and just like you know, if you need, if you need this, oh, I got you, you know, because you you performing on the field, so I, I I got I got you on you, you know, when you get back to the community, I can help you. Like I was say, cause, I mean, because everybody everybody want to think is always a a black versus white thing, and and it's really not, and that's what people have to realize. But you know, it it can get such it can get a little touchy, I guess. But I I feel like it was all timing, like his time his time doing the protest. He wasn't doing it when they was, you know, uh, 
going to was it the Super Bowl or he was twelve and four that one year is when he's one in ten and and you do you doing you you causing all this you causing all this camera things for the wrong we, reason especially when the team is sorry so you know that that's where it all stemmed from so I I really wish everybody can you know get NFL Game Pass or something and just go back and watch some game tape on Colin Kaepernick and remember what he was because you know I don't know what people think he's a superstar or something like that. Now, iconic. He may be more iconic. He he's more famous than he, you know, now than he was playing. So, I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam podcast, and with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe maybe that's is feeding into the hype a little bit, but as a quarterback from a football strictly standpoint, he's always just been an average quarterback. So um, we'll we'll see if anybody get, get 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 him a give him a chance. I don't I don't know if it, if if it would happen, but we'll see. Um, I want to play uh so. The 49ers kind of kind of segue from him being Colin Kaepernick being there to your surprise team Jimmy G, uh, Kyle Shanahan and boys man they pulled it out, pulled it out against Arizona Cardinals late. Uh, that's that's the second time now this that game is those two teams have been very very interesting when he plays each other. Jimmy G has played the best when he played the Arizona Cardinals. Now this probably had something to do with. With the mat- matchup, Cardinal defense being bad, but overall, still a good game to watch. And but the better team did win. Four Niners are now nine and one. Uh, so anything you got to say about your boys? I mean, it's a good win. They um they struggled in spots a little bit, but that's just because you know they don't have really a lot of film on Kyler Murray. Um, of course, they're still missing some guys like Kittle and you know Sanders and some other guys. Um, you know, it's just a good win. Um, they were in danger of losing it. I thought they were going to lose it at one point. But um, they made some plays and rallied back. So, it's a good win. All that matters is you just keep on winning. It don't matter how you get it, about how many points, as long as you get it. Um, Jimmy G, you know, I still think he is the weakest link to the team. And that's not as a knock or disrespect because the offensive line is good. The running game is good. The receivers would – when Sanders is there and healthy with Debo Samuel and guys like that, with George Kittle, of course that defense is loaded with playmakers at every level. So that's not a knock on Jimmy G. It's just saying, like, if if they're an a, a, a at everything and he's a B-plus, I mean, that just means you're the weakest, but that don't mean he's, you know, going to be a detriment to the team because he pulled out his win for them. So, right. So it was a good win. Um, without Without him, they wouldn't have won that game. So I think he did a good job. They're still on pace to be the number one team in the NFC. I doubt they get it, but they're on pace for it. So here, here's Jimmy G's uh, stats, eight games, not counting the Arizona games, uh, 217 yards per game, about 10, yeah, 10 touchdowns total, and eight picks. Against the Cardinals, 370 yards per game, eight touchdowns, and – Two picks total, and he threw two. Yes, he threw two yesterday. Um, 
on, on Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I say all that to say this. When you, when you talk about when you go into the playoffs, because, I mean, they're 9-1 now. You probably only need, what, 10 to make it in the NFC? Maybe, I mean, I would say I would say probably 10 because you got to think of the teams that are not in the playoffs currently, the Rams, for example, 6-4. and four. They got two, you know. They they have to they have to go ten to six to probably even get close. So, ten ten to eleven wins for the four ers they'll be in most likely. Um, if if Jimmy G is the weakest link, but but you're saying it's not a detriment. Uh, he's not gonna. He probably not, he's probably not gonna you know face a a terrible terrible defense like that. I mean, obviously you can right now you can pass on the Minnesota, you can pass on the Cowboys team. Uh, you 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 really. The, the Packers defense has kind of been slowed down a little bit too. So it, it's not like these defenses, you know, is the, you know, is the, oh my gosh, I'm going to shut you down. But do you think, you you think he can, you know, rise that two, seven, 217 yards per game up to a 280, 300? You think, you think, is, is that enough to, to not be a weak link? Or do you think, you know, uh, he has to go beyond and play like Arizona type of games to, to win it, to win it all? No, he won't need to bump it up at all. I mean, about 200 to 225, 250, somewhere between that range, that's pretty good for him because they're going to run the ball with that committee. So they'll be fine. And their defense is always putting them in good spots with turnovers. or They have they have pretty solid special teams too. So it's uh, there are certain drives where he doesn't have to go the whole length of the field. So, you know, for, for some QBs, that'll be a bad thing. Like when you know a QB has to carry the team, and you see that average of like, all right, that's not gonna get it done. But for this team, what he's doing it is perfect because they have so many other elements of getting the job done. Yep, I I just think it it may it may come down to 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 when they're gonna need like it, it, it's always been that you know been that way for a couple quarterbacks that's you know in the NFL now, and Jimmy G may may enter into that realm when it, if if they do lose in the playoffs, like let's say. Let's say they play a team in playoffs and they stop Coleman, they stop Breed, they stop Mozart because against Cardinals they didn't have a great game. They didn't have a good game running the ball. Coleman had like fourteen something yards. Moster was in the twenty thirty range, uh, and Breed didn't play. So, in in an event where they're kind of you know they're kind of I, I won't say lackluster in the running game, but let's say no, I mean a team team's going to scheme to say hey Jimmy G beat us now. You know, obviously Kittle didn't play yesterday, but you know, Joel stepped up into in, in, into that role. But Kittle's there, Sanders, Debo Samuel, who's who's been you know stepping up the last few games. You know, you, you got you got. I mean, you got weapons, and in my opinion, you got the best play caller in, in the business in Kyle Shanahan. So, in the event that you are getting stopped in the run, and you know, it it comes down to okay, Jimmy G, you probably have to put on a little show for us tonight to you know to get this game, you know, get, to get this win. Obviously. He can do a game winning drive. I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying he can't do that, but for from a from a let's say let's say from a whole game standpoint where he has to be, you know, I, I ain't gonna say he got to be like a Aaron Rodgers MVP level type quarterback, but in the event that he he has to do a shootout, let's say let's say a Drew Brees and him going back and forth, uh, what would be your like trust? You know, your your level of uh, uh what was what I for? I guess trust on it versus, uh, for Jimmy G to actually pull that out because if he does lose the game, not, I say he hit, not on him. It's not on him because everybody make everybody plays. But if it comes down to it and he, you know, quote unquote doesn't get the job done, um do you, I mean do you do you do you put him in that realm of 
he got he got to do it for me, like you know, like how Kirk Cousins was, Dak was, uh, Stafford and Ryan and all them guys like that. Do you, you you put him in that one, or do you have a high trust factor that he can get the job done? No, he can get it done. It's just all offensive line dependent. Long as the offensive line gives him enough time to, you know, that's any quarterback because I mean right, it's it's that's anybody. True. Like it, it's been times where we saw it in Super Bowls with the Giants versus the Patriots, and Brady will get. You know, uncomfortable. You know, you know, it's just certain times where you know, like, all right, my old line can't protect me, so I got to be a one read guy and get rid of the ball. But I, I would trust Jimmy to get the job done. He's always been a, you know, efficient quarterback for us, throwing the ball, making good reads. So just like any quarterback, you have time to make the reads. He can make a game on the drive because he's not going to force the ball to somebody. He's going to go through the progressions, find the open guy, take the check down. You have a good head coach who's one of the brilliant minds of the NFL right now. So he's going to have the play calls for two-minute drills, fourth down situations, fourth and ones, fourth and twos. You know, with Jimmy G being efficient, Kyle Shanahan, and so many weapons at their disposal, I would, I would trust them to get, get the job done if they came down to a game-winning drive. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't and- rest the Seahawks. The kicker just missed it. Right, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, all I'm saying is because, like, you know, it's always it's always that time where okay you've been you've been kind of comfortable all season and oh now oh we we down we down you know twenty one seven in you know in the third quarter all right Jimmy you know we may we might can't run as much so let's let, let's get it you know uh, it was it was because yesterday man he it was one pass that, that pick that pick he threw uh, I was like man what was he doing you know but I mean obviously. He he made up four on, on the game in the drought, so it's all good. Uh, the, so they're nine to one right now. I I, I just I want to see what your final prediction record is. Uh, Green Bay at Baltimore at New Orleans uh, versus Atlanta versus Rams and at Seattle to uh, end the season. And I guess for <laughs> for the past two weeks, the, 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 these these six games are all all going to be hard. For the past, if if you look at the uh, Falcons after the bye, so the last six games. So, do you think they can, you know, at least you know three and three the rest of the way out? Yeah, I, coming to the season, I had them at eleven and five. Um, I may, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say eleven and five because they don't, they won't be that bad on the stretch. Uh, Thirteen and three, twelve and four. Because I, I think Green Bay gets the top seed, um, so I think they'll both be twelve and four. All right, so so that game that game we will see this weekend. That that'd be a great one to watch. Green Bay travels to San Francisco to see if they can see if they can uh, upset Kyle Shanahan on the road. Um, going from Jimmy G to my boy Josh Allen, uh, my surprise seeing the Buffalo Bills. You know they obviously you when you when you play the Miami Dolphins, you should win the game. I you know especially if you're a playoff team. Uh. But you know, one thing I really been I've been looking at when I watch Josh Allen is his decision making because I feel like he he gave the game away against against the Patriots three picks he lost by what what was the score sixteen to ten and obviously he got hurt in the game so he he he, he probably could have had the hero moment and made up for it but he didn't get the opportunity so um, the, my my thing is the decision making the last five games no no turnovers. No, no interceptions. Uh, you know, obviously he played Miami twice, but he did play the Eagles. Uh, they had you know Miles Garrett and the Browns and stuff. But he he's been he's been on a I'm, I'm not gonna say tear because uh, you know passing wise he's still he's still you know kind of I won't say struggle but it's 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 still developing. He had a good game yesterday against the Miami Dolphins. 
Um, but yeah, eighteen touchdowns, zero picks in the last in the last five games, adding on four rushing touchdowns. And my my only my only thing about my surprise team is it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it really, well, really one thing is can Josh Allen continue that that interception you know keeping the turnovers down, and then can the defense ever turn it around and stop at the run because. You know, yes, yesterday they played, they played Dolphins, and that really there's no really running backs over there, but they've been they've been getting gassed all season long. And when we talk about can the Bills win the games that they need to win, which is next week versus Denver and Week 17 versus the Jets, but can they win the, against Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England? You know, can can they win those games? And I'm looking at all of them, so I'm thinking Denver, Lindsey and Freeman, uh, Dallas got Zeke. Uh, Baltimore got Ingram and the top five running back in the game, Lamar Jackson. Then you got if the Wiggins can ever get, get their their game back together with with Michelle and them boys, and then Pittsburgh Samuels or Connor they when they when they try to pound the rock they have been successful. Keep the ball out of Mason Rudolph's hands as possible. That's where your best bet. And then you got Le'Veon Bell to end the season. So I'm kind of I'm kind of worried a little bit. Uh, they're I think what they're set they're seven and three. I think one game above being being out of the playoffs. Uh, I think the Raiders trailing Pittsburgh right there, and I think the six seeds, Houston Texans right now. Uh, do do you do you see do you see any pullback from them in, in, in these next six games? Because or, or like I said, I'm, I'm really worried because if the if, the, if Josh Allen don't turn the ball over, that that keeps the offense on the field for one thing. Secondly, it, it it saves your defense up because you can't count on your defense every single time. Like you can't hope that they stop every every time. So you have to put points on the board, and you have to be able to stop the run. And you know, you know, my, you know my thing. If you can't run the ball or stop the run, how far can you really go? I think the Bills will be fine. Um, their schedule is in their favor because you just need to win three more games down the stretch, and you're gonna probably make the playoffs because some other teams who are around them. Are gonna start beating each other up, so That's you'll true. get a, so you'll get a chance to ten and six. You can get that five or six seed, get get that wild card berth. So if they beat the Broncos, that'll be their eighth win. Um, I would say you got to try to get that Ravens win at home or that Steelers win with Mason Rudolph. Sorry, so and then you got to try to beat the Jets. So that's your ten wins. If you win, if you win those three, you know, and one of those Ravens or Steelers wins. You're at ten and six, and you can get into the playoffs. So that's really all they need. Yeah, I, I think Singletary can do, you know, can be a solid running back for him. He's probably a year away from, you know, kind of seeing what his true potential is. Maybe maybe a year and a half, two years, and then you you have John Brown who's solid. And, um, I know I think Dawson not scored, so they have some pieces that not are household names, but they have a few weapons where. If Allen sees an opening, he can make a good reading, make some good throws. Now, how dangerous do you think the Bills can be in the playoffs, though? Because we, you know, we talk about four Niners and how you know whether they get the one seed or not, they probably won't, they probably they're going to have a they're going to have a home game, so uh, they probably most likely you know you know NFL playoffs mostly chalk. So, can you think this team can be a dangerous team going on the road? I would say, I guess right now is the AFC South or the uh, AFC uh, West as a three, as a four or a three or the four seed that they may 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 play. Do you do you think the Bills can be dangerous going to Kansas City or maybe Oakland or 
heading to heading to Indianapolis or heading to Houston? Do you do you see them being a dangerous team and potential you know potential road win, or do, or do you think they just just make it and go home? Uh, they could win a playoff game because they'll probably get one of the easier matchups. Um, if they were to play like the Colts, I would pick the Bills over the Colts. Um, that may sound crazy because people feel like the Colts have better structure um, and more playmakers, but I would take the Bills over the Colts because outside wouldn't be a factor. So you don't worry about weather. And Brissett can be hot and cold. You got Marlon Matt getting banged up with a hand injury. Um, of course, he you know it's not season ending, but it's still banged up. Ty there. Ty Hilton banged up. So you're basically relying on Ebron and Doyle. I can't trust that. So I would I would trust Josh Allen, who I think is the better QB over Brissett. And I would just trust Singletary, who's going to probably be healthier than Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines and those guys. So um, I think their defense will be able to scheme up enough stuff to get a 17-14 type of win. Yeah, and see, and, and and that's the thing about it. I was like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe this Bills team can actually make some noise because you know I always I've been saying this all season that they're one playmaker away. John Brown, John Brown can. Uh, all right, so here's the list of 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 receivers that's over fifty yards in every game: Michael Michael Thomas and John Brown. That's it. So when you when you talking about that type of you know he's in the same you know, category as Michael Thomas. That's pre- that's pretty good when you are number one receiver and your number two is who? Like, Cole Beasley. Like, <laughs> Cole Beasley. After that, you just you just don't know any. I mean, McKee, I mean, I know the guys just because I know I watch the team, but the regular they got, they got, they got rid of Zay Jones. They didn't even care about him no more. Right, exactly. exactly. He was a, he was a top three uh, top three round pick. So you know they always been one playmaker away. You know, uh, and I you know say I don't really know who who's available or what can they do early in the draft, but. You know, I de- I definitely want this team to taste it because that'll make you know. I think Sean McDermott is one of the you know. I'm not gonna say a top ten coach, but he's one of the be- at least defensive coaches. He one of the best in the in the business. And I think if you get let you let Josh Allen taste it a little bit, you know that'll make him that'll make him more hungry because you know I'm not saying he can be he can he he's he's a I guess a revolting like 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 Lamar Jackson or has the accuracy of Baker or. You know, have the upside of what people say Sam Darnold has, but I feel like he's—I feel like he's—he's going to be the forgotten man in this class. But I think he's going to be very consistent in, when it comes down to it, and he's going to always be right there. So, um, I like Josh Allen. I've been a big fan of him coming out of Wyoming because you know, to me, it's hard to judge those quarterbacks coming out when they, you know, like Daniel Jalen Jones at Duke and you at Wyoming or Carson Wentz at North Dakota State because it's not NFL talent around them, and if they can pop out on film. I feel like I feel like those quarterbacks have something to prove, and you know he he's out here six six quarterback running up for his life, and you know doing what he got to do, and he, he, right now he's getting the job done. So we'll see how how far Bills can go. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um, so and we gonna talk about some real quarterbacks. Um, man, I was very very upset at this Houston and Baltimore game because. First of all, I think the over the over under was like forty nine points, something like that. If, the, if you told me the Ravens gonna put up forty one, I'm saying, man, I'm hammering that over and over 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 and over again. And here we go, the Texans get a lucky seven points of Carlos Hyde late in the game, touchdown, and get destroyed forty one to seven. Come on, man! Like that's first of all, I, I just I just don't I just don't understand uh, the Texans. 
because you you got rid of one of the best run stopper defensive ends in the game. Trade him away. You brought over a tackle. Now, did that tackle really help this this team? Because it felt like because Deshaun Watson still hold on to the ball too long, and also his offensive line is still not good. So it's like, man, was that first round pick for Tonsil really worth it, or was trading away Clowney really worth it? Because you saw you saw in this game. I mean, maybe Kleine can't stop Lamar Jackson just because Lamar Jackson is special on the ground. But, I mean, they gave up, what, uh, over almost 250, 300 yards to the Baltimore Ravens? And this supposed to be a, a a good run defense in Texas? Well, they didn't show that to me. Well, Texas are As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I know what a lot. I mean, the clowny trade, I'm not worried about that. He wasn't probably going to sign back or they had their concerns about signing him back. I wanted him to stay there, but it is what it is. J.J. Watt's gone now. Their secondary isn't the best. So, I mean, I didn't expect too much from them. I thought they would win the game, but I didn't expect a whole lot from them. You know, um, Tunsil, he, he was worth that pick because Deshaun Watson, you didn't want him to be the next Andrew Luck. So he was well worth that pick because you can now fill out the rest of your offensive line as needed for the next few years. And Watson, there were times where he could have ran the ball, but I think he's more concerned with not, with not taking hits, and he wants to show that he can be a pocket passer. So sometimes when he could have ran and scampered for a few yards or maybe pulled off first downs, he just chose to hold on to the ball, and they either got sacked or threw an incomplete pass or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think Texans, you know, they're as far as their division goes, they're still in the hunt for that. And just as far as their long term, you got to keep Watson healthy, that game is not a way to keep him healthy because he was getting his behind beat. He was, getting, <laughs> he, he was he was getting tore up. So they got to figure out a way to start keeping him healthy because if he uh, takes too many hits or a bad hit or just too many games like that, it won't be good for his future. Yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe they need to take a, a page out of Lamar Jackson playbook and not really had design runs for him, but let him have the freedom. Hey, just go ahead, go ahead and go, go get, go get his five yards on this play. You don't have to do what Lamar does and get a hundred yards rushing. Just give me twenty, give me thirty. You know, just just do what you need to get done to win the game. Uh, and to me, I never really liked this Houston. I never really liked the Houston Texans because they've always been star driven. Like, you know, it's it's what it was. It's what clowny. It was D Hop Watkins. Isn't that there's nobody else? Klein is gone now. And it's really it's really been it's really just been a star driven team. Now Watson's gone. Uh Merciless is getting older. Uh, you know, your secondary is gone because you, you had a good secondary back in the day, but that's they're not the same anymore. You you're picking up Gary and Connolly from the Raiders and in in the trade and you are know, picking up hard grades in the game and that's not helping you. So it's like, I mean, they're they're trying to do stuff, but it's not it's not working out. 
And I feel like it, it's always been a Watson to D hop or bust because you know Will Fuller's not going to stay healthy. I mean, so you got Kenny Stills, which I think was a good trade. Getting Kenny Stills was a good trade because you knew Will Fuller cannot stay healthy. I think that was smart. That was a smart GM pickup uh, in the in the tons of trade. But it's, it's all it's all it's always and then like, you have the, you don't have the brightest coach in the world. Uh, I pick I picked Baltimore to win the game because I I I didn't think it would be four to one seven. I didn't think it was gonna be no. I thought it was gonna be a good a good back and forth battle, and I I was leaning more on the run game from the Ravens to eventually wear down the Texans in the fourth quarter. I didn't think it was gonna happen in the first quarter, you know. Uh, but this this that I mean does 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 this win or this game does that mean does that put you more more for the more for the uh, like Ravens or did it, did that uh, did that damper what you think of the Texans? Well, I never, I never really had high expectations for the Texans. Um, kind of like when we had Rudy Young, like they was my are they real are they not team because I know they're they they like water they run hot and cold. Um, for the Ravens, I still don't really believe in the Ravens because teams are gonna you know they're gonna figure it out. Okay, you guys are going big personnel with these tight ends. Lamar's not the most accurate guy, even though in spots he's shown he can be somewhat accurate, but. He's not reliably accurate. And I feel like if you put enough pressure on him, he'll make some bad decisions too because he's only beating up on the bad secondaries anyway. So, I mean, the Texans really, if we want to be real about it, they're really fortunate to be where they are right now anyway, record-wise, because if luck was there, the coach would be way better. They've survived Clowney trade, Watt injury, Lamar Miller injury. They had to get – uh, Tunsil ingratiated, get steals ingratiated. They've had QT off and on. Will Fuller's been banged up, so they've dealt with a lot to even be where they are now, record-wise. And of course, they would be in play for the division to a certain degree because they're going to win, you know, nine games. So, piss them in for nine games. Yeah, so like to be where they are right now is really fortunate for them, you know. So, I mean, they're just not going to be a contender until they get some more things figured out. Yeah, yeah, it, like I said, it, it, it's always been that star, that star driven thing. But you know, it, to me, in this one, you know, you know, I've been, I've been more of a believer in the Ravens than you. But mine was more on the the defensive side, and there, and there it was. Like I don't know if it was because, like, maybe they just had to work things around because they was getting obliterated early in the season on that three, like uh, three wide receiver sets. They couldn't, they couldn't stop Kyler Murray early in the season. They didn't have the secondary for it. That's right. How it was. Yeah. Because when Jimmy Smith was banged up, uh, Humphreys was by himself. Then they lost Tony Jefferson, and it, it was just Earl Thomas. And Earl Thomas was actually getting back into his groove for being off of injury last year. So I think because remember I, coming into the season, I said this was the best secondary in the football. And adding my, Marcus Peters because like adding Marcus Peters when you had no corners is not really good. It's not doing nothing for me. When you add them to when you have a Jimmy Smith and when you have him on the Humphreys. It, you know, it's hard to do stuff, and so far they they, you know, th- this whole narrative about Lamar beat Tom Brady, Watson, and Russ. No, we got to change that. This they Ravens, need cut, they, they need to cut it out. Right. This Ravens defense is what's doing it. This Ravens defense, Mar- Marcus Peters with a pick six against Russ. Uh, you know, against the Patriots, they had him on the heels early in the game. You no, know, shutting them out while the offense doing what they did, and and keeping keeping Brady at check. They destroyed Bengals, obviously. That's easy. Uh, and then once again, another another good quarterback. They they stopped them. So 
you know, now now I'm I'm a believer in the Ravens defense more than I was, you know, early in the season. And especially I believe because they stole all my money because I had Watson and DraftKings <laughs> and it, it didn't work out for me so well. So um I I think I think there's I think there's rate like I know everybody looking at Lamar Jackson and we're looking at you know the offense, but we need to pay attention to this 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 defense. I I think that is the bread and butter of, of the of the Boston Ravens. It's always been the bread and butter of what the Boston Ravens stand for with the Ray Lewis and the Aries of the world. And I think I I, I, th- I think it's right there because you know we, we talk about you know Lamar Jackson's in the MVP race and so is Deshaun Watson. Well, I'm removing Deshaun Watson. Are you removing him out of out of the MVP cap at least for now? Yeah, he's out of it. I mean, he may still get some more. Of course, he'll get some more stats, and he may win it. Win this division, so that'll probably play into his his candidacy. But to me, at the top, it's gonna be Russ. The public is putting Lamar in, and then of course Mahomes be right there. And as long as Aaron Rodgers doing what he does, he'll still be in the race. So Watson's hopes are probably dashed by not winning this kind of key game and stuff like that. Yeah, not winning, not even competing, nothing. But like, like I said, Lamar, Lamar may be the MVP of the Ravens, but you know this this defensive unit, man. I I, I think I think it's it's turning into shape, and you know the the matchup I want to see is see honestly, it's really not that that fair when when it comes down to it. You know, when when Baltimore play uh Baltimore play Steelers again, because I think the Steelers defense is going to be on the A game, but I think. I think Lamar is so much far advanced than what a Mason Rudolph can do. That even if even because even my you know preseason prediction of Steelers winning the division, it all it all gonna come down to that game. Uh, and I don't believe in I don't believe in uh, Pittsburgh you know offense enough to to do anything. But this defense is is I won't say making me scared, but it definitely makes me fade quarterbacks. Uh, you know the Russ and the uh, uh, Watson and the Brady. It, it it kind of quiet my expectations a little bit. That's true. I, I can understand that. Um, another another. Uh, so I want to talk about my boys. Uh, be, first of all, being down twenty zero to a to to a Broncos team who they're not they're they're not they're not as bad as is what their record shows. And I mean, we both. I mean, I mean, we had the argument about. Remember, we had the argument about like. Who's better, who better, Raiders or the Broncos? Raiders or Broncos? Who's going back and forth? Blah blah. And I was like, well, if I get if the Raiders get a quarterback, it's probably go, it's probably a wrap. You know, um, you know they, they they've been they've been duct taping that position for so long and staying afloat. You know, it, it's it's kind of almost time. Like, man, we should probably just keep on taking and let's go. You know, you know, bomb for Burrow is, is the new hashtag. So, you know, they, they probably they probably. I mean, obviously, it's too late now. The Bengals got got that under wraps, but you know. They 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 came out and smacked Minnesota in the mouth, but I want just I just want to say like you know how, how we was how I was saying the early season that Cook was the MVP of this team, and you know and yes he's a very important piece running the football is what Mike Zimmer wants to do and Gary Kubiak wants to do and that's what's keeping teams on their toes because it opens up the passing game, but I feel like I feel like what Cousins did to come back in this game in the second half. You know, with 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 only Diggs versus one of the best corners in the game, Chris Harris, with no Thiel on the side, doing what he done, he has been since since that since that a uh, since that Bears that Bears loss where everybody said, well, Kirk Cousins just ain't it, blah blah. He's getting paid. You know, you you, you already know his narrative so much. Um, but what I think what he did right there, 
and what he did last week against Cowboys, um, it's kind of put him into the MVP talk. He won't win it because, of course, you know, just the Lamar and, and Russ and all them guys like that doing what they're doing. But he, I feel like he needs to be up there just because, one, they're, 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 they have a winning record. He has the stats competing with those guys. You know, obviously he's he's not going to win it because he he you know you know how it is when you play basketball. I feel like if you got you know how you know how KD and Curry probably couldn't win it because they're on the same team. Yeah, right. So I feel like the same thing for when you got David Cook and you got and you got uh, Cousin. If Cook was up there the whole time, now Cousin there, I feel like they got canceled out. When Russ is just him, with, with Lamar, I mean you you can't you can't put the whole Raven defense unit up there. So it's only Lamar. It's uh, it's only it's only McCaffrey, it's only Rogers, it's only you know, it's only. And it's a right. it's a it's a QB right, right, award exactly, anyway. Most exactly. times, most times the running back can get like offensive player of the year, or something right? Like so that. yeah. Well, like I think I think uh, Drew Brees won it. I think last year, but Mahomes got MVP. It was it was yeah. something so, weird. Like so so I say all that say like he go he gonna cancel out just because he got somebody else that's. Let's I mean he, he I, I doubt could get the votes, but if it was a if you can you know a top if you made a top ten list MVP. You're probably gonna have if you have cousins in there. You're probably gonna have Davin Cook, so that they, they cancel him out. But like, just, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that I love when people change, change what people think about them, especially when it's like kind of not true. When you, when you talk about you know Matt Ryan and Stafford pad their stats, quote unquote, and cousins can't win the big games, and you got Dak that can't. I mean, you know, you know what to say about Dak. They always say it's only Zeke. Uh, uh, these you know, and, and when they when they change the narrative, bro, like that, it it really it really makes me happy. Like so, like you know, another narrative that you know I, I wouldn't mind if it changes. And that's Lamar Jackson can't you know isn't accurate. I will I want I want to see him you know be accurate. So, uh, I I, I just want to throw him in there, especially when you be down twenty zero coming to the second half, another trap game. It felt like the the Vikings versus the Colts in two thousand sixteen, the Bills last season when when it's it's, it's supposed to be an easy win. And you get this demolished at home, and they found a way to. But this only thing, but this one was they found found a way to win. So I was I was really relieved because it came down to the last play. But you know, obviously, look probably look forward to the bye. But uh, cousins did did show up, and I, I'm I'm glad he did. Yeah, to even be down, that's 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 right. concerning. Yeah. To even to even be down, and I mean to have to battle back. That was that should have been unnecessary when you have the better team at. Basically, all positions, even without feeling, you still have a better receiving core. So that should be a concern. But that's one of the reasons why I just can't trust them for the playoffs. Like there, just like water, they run hot and cold. Like they'll get behind against a team like this, but they have the talent; they can come back and win it. But it's still there are gonna be some times where you get behind and you just can't come back. Right, and we, or you, or you, or you're gonna be in a game like the Kansas City game where you're gonna give up that big play and you just can't get that back. Right, and we talked about the last week, with, with, you know, with, with, with the Saints and losing to the Falcons because, like I said. It, it's crazy because it's kind of almost the same thing. Minnesota lose that game. We're not saying they can win the Super Bowl, but then you know it's like I said, the Saints lost it. But yet the narrative still on the Saints is they 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 won the best teams in the league. So it's kind of like, it's kind of it's, I mean it's, obviously it's kind of crazy, but like you know the Patriots, Saints, and they they probably can drop a game to anybody. Nobody said nothing about them. But let's say the fourth down lost to the Cardinals yesterday. I mean the you know people would say, oh we're not you know we're not teams should not be scared to go into San Francisco. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if they get home field advantage; they're gonna lose first round anyway. Blah blah blah. You know, you, you, you just know how 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 it how it happened. But yeah, it was a game, and I knew I knew the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos would come out playing good. Uh, obviously, they was they were playing really really aggressive, and 
you know, when 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 your corners, when you consistently put rows on anybody, <laughs> rows so wide open, it just it's ridiculous. But uh, um, they find a way to win that game though. It's it's kind of, it's I mean it's it's bad and good at the same time. It's kind of felt like they they you know that you don't have that quit in you, but also why why are you laying down to a you know to a to a Broncos team who offensively shouldn't shouldn't you no know, shouldn't put up points, which. Which you know, Fig Vangio, he kind of lost that game for them a little bit too. They they, they were trying not to lose rather than continue to win. So teams who teams who like the Broncos who lost like four games by a total of like ten points, they don't know how to win games yet. And obviously, you can't win a game when you have a, a second a second uh game starter in Bradley Allen, or you try to replace it with Joe Flacco and Case Keenum's and all that of the world. So. I don't know where Drew Locke is, bro, but I really want to see him before the season ends, or or I, I just want this Broncos team to finally get a quarterback because I'm I'm low key sick of my boy Von Miller I had over here dying and Chris Harris over here dying the rest the rest of their career. Now Drew Locke's gonna probably be that guy for at least the next two years. Like, they're gonna they're gonna roll with him and see what he has. Like they'll probably just let Allen stay in the rest of the year. He was solid though. And, he he been solid the last few games. Yeah, I don't think they'll rush Drew Locke into the game just because they'll probably just save him for training camp and let him, you know, maybe even let him compete for the job with Allen next year. Just kind of see how it plays out yeah. because there's no, there's no guarantee he's going to be the guy, but you're hoping that he is. So they have talent there. Fans just going to be a solid coach. It's just a matter of games like the ones they've, they've been losing. The right QB can get you over there. Yeah, definitely. So, so that, that's really all it is because they have the – they had the tools on different positions. You know, they, they they could have won a lot of these games. They caught bad breaks against the Bears and teams like that. So their record isn't indicative of how they are. Um, but I always thought, like, the Raiders were better just because of what I saw from – they have, like, a makeshift roster. But that draft – the draft class, I think, well, this past year, when they took had all those picks, they took all those guys, yeah. that, that's what really sold me on it because those guys are all paying off. And, of course, they have a – Efficient QB and Derek Carr. You got Jacobs. And I thought they were going to be – I thought they had a wide range of outcomes. They could be a four or five-win team or a ten-win team. And they're trending towards that nine, ten-win team and competing for a playoff spot, which I'm, I'm happy about because I, like I like Josh Jacobs. And I think John Gruden is a – you know, he's a great motivator. So he can coach guys up and get them to perform their best. Yeah. I, I don't really know why, you know, people are hating, hating on John Gruden so much, especially – Everybody, the yeah, contract, man, everybody, man the money, the money making man, everybody, every, jealous, everybody looking at the, the like they're looking at the total instead of what it is by a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like he's making, he making ten what, what ten years for ten hundred million. Like he's making ten million dollars. I mean, that's I think Bill Belichick is around that number, or at least close to it. You got, you got to. It's, it's, it's different. It's, uh, it's different. Yeah, like Bill, Bill, like Bill, been coaching. For decades and earned up to right. that, John Gruden was on Monday Night Football hosting oh, yeah. QB QB camps, all that kind of stuff. Hand coached in a long time, basically stole his Super Bowl from a dungy built team. Even though he went to one with I'm the Raiders, say, I'm about to say now, I'm about to say people do forget the coach took over the Raiders with the, the Super Bowl with his team, <laughs> and, and, and he beat him. So you know, you kind of it kind of cancels out, but it kind of doesn't right, either yeah. because when he, when he when he had his team, he didn't he didn't win it. So. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, well, he been out the game for so long. 
what has he done to earn a contract? So that, that's kind of what yeah, he, yeah. He, just, he just causes he just causes jealousy amongst you know people in the media or how he can just come in and assume full control and just build a team how he wants to. Basically, became a coach and right, GM. Yeah. People don't like well, that kind of stuff. I, I'll say this: if somebody making a lot of money being being comfortable, you got to pay him a lot of money to be uncomfortable, like a lot more money because I mean he was making what five million dollars to to host Monday football when you only got 17, 18 games per year. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, all you got to do is call games and you got to put no – I mean, you, you do watch film and all that stuff like that, but, you know, you, you do the other other shows for ESPN. But, I mean, to be comfortable and to make it – I you know, I wasn't really bad about that. But, yeah, Vic, uh, go back to the Broncos, Vic Fangio. Like you said, one quarterback away, they probably win a, a lot of those games, probably win this past Sunday because you have a – Quarterback who because Bradley Allen like he wasn't really that good. I mean, he they, they had bombs that they that they connected on, but it was like three or four of them, and or and, and one was like a DPS, and, and one was a, a receiver pass. So like they had bombs. They you know if he was more efficient, boom boom, boom you know they probably they probably got the win. Um, one more one more person we probably going to debate. We'll, we'll debate about this one is uh, the running back Christian McCaffrey. We talk about this war being mostly a quarterback. So. The, the, and the reason why I say we cannot take out McCaffrey, you know, he had another impressive game, over 100 yards, yards receiving, being over like what, 80 yards rushing. So still, still a, still a great, a great game by him. Um, it, I mean, obviously we can say yes. You know, the Panthers are five and four. Uh, they, you know, they're not winning enough for him to be in consideration. But if you think about it, outside of, I was really outside of Terrell Davis. And and Ladamian Thomason, the rest of well, and okay, and Sean Alexander, okay. So three three out of three out of the six guys I'm talking about, they were they they had elite they had elite quarterbacks like Phil Rivers, where they had uh with uh who's the coach uh No Turner, back then Sean Alexander. I mean Matt Hasselbeck wasn't an elite quarterback, but he was above average starter, and then Terrell Davis had one of the best quarterbacks of all time, John Elway, um during his during his MVP season. Um, but those guys, you know, those guys put up, you know, monster numbers like T- LT had 28 touchdowns rushing. Uh, he, he added three for receiving. Sean Alexander had 27 rushing and he only added one for receiving. Terrell Davis had 21 touchdowns, but 2,000 yards, uh, rushing in, in his, in his, uh, uh, his MVP season. Those three guys, you know, they were like the two or one seed in, in their playoffs. Terrell Davis did win the Super Bowl in that year. Sean Alexander lost it. Lost his LT them. I think they, I think they, I, I want to say they lost either either the the first game or the championship game to the Patriots, uh, whichever one it was. Uh, but the other the other two guys though, Adrian Peterson, they had Christian Ponder. They were they they went they they was they barely made it in week seventeen. They had them beat the Packers to get in. They got in. So on week seventeen they got in, um, and he you know he he had uh over two thousand yards, only twelve touchdowns, and he won MVP. Uh, Barry Sanders, they were they was third place in their in their division, and made it. Uh, you know, one of the random times the Lions made the playoffs. Uh, but he had over two thousand yards, only eleven touchdowns. He added three receiving. Now this guy, like, and, and the reason I say McCaffrey, like, he's on pace to like, as far as total yards, to shatter all of them guys. Um, like LT, LT's, you know, LT, out of those guys that I named, LT is the only one that was like you can consider receiving. So he had, obviously is a different type of lead back then, with more rushing and, and less passing. But he had 500 yards, 
receiving 1,800 yards rushing, right? 31 touchdowns. So I'm looking at McCaffrey. I'm like, okay, Cam McCaffrey, obviously he's not going to be the LT Alexander or Terrell Davis when you are on a, you know, you're, you're on, like, if he was on the 49ers, I think it would be no contest. I, I think McCaffrey will, will win it. Do you, do you agree with that or do you think the quarterback still win it? If he was on the 9 one 49ers, doing what he's doing on the Panthers right now. What do you think? No, he's still he, he still gonna win it. You don't think so? So so but Sean, Sean Alexander won it. Terrell Davis won it. Lt won it on the same on no, on if, the same type of team. If, if he if, if he was on four he he wouldn't he wouldn't get it because there'll be so many other pieces that get credit. The defense will get credit. You know, it'll just be uh, I don't know. Jimmy 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 G will be getting credit. Like he wouldn't. It, it'll be it'll it'll be the argument of well they have so much stuff. Of course he's gonna put up these type of numbers. I mean, well, so, I mean, we I mean can say and, that. you can say that for Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis, and LT though. I mean, you got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you got two good coaches. I mean, you can say that for a lot of, you know, you can say that for them too. Because they had they had, they had nah, Shannon they, Sharp they, and John they, Elway on, on the Broncos. No, nah, those those are totally different arguments because Terrell John Elway was faded by then. Like those was like his last two years when he won on Super Bowl. He was he was faded by then, and everybody knows like Terrell Davis when his. His inclusion on that team was what took them over the top. They ran the ball finally, and they started winning Super Bowls because when it was just Elway, they were getting creamed in Super Bowls. So he was kind of like the driving force to that. And then uh, the LT, he broke a lot of records, but that was still young Philip Rivers. Like he wasn't on Hall of Fame trajectory at that point. That was a LT-based team. Well- Sean Alexander, there was a Sean Alexander-based team. Like, Matt Hasselbeck wasn't the driving force of that well, team. If, McCaffrey's the driving force, but he's not there 5-5. Five five. If, 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 McCaffrey, if McCaffrey was on the 49ers, no Coleman and no Breeder doing what he's doing on a run-first team, I mean, that's the, same, I, I think that's the same exact thing they got right now in San Francisco. Plus, Jimmy G won't get credit if Phillip Rivers doesn't get credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of it's it's, it's a little iffy because he's on pace right now to get about 1,700 yards, which out of all these guys, he will be last in that category, 1,700 yards. But he's going to add almost 1,000 yards in receiving. He's going to get – I think he's going to pace about 830 receiving yards. So you add that all that together, that shatters all them guys in, in, in yards from scrimmage. Touchdowns, he's going to pace about 22 touchdowns. Like, you know, he's more than just a, a one-sided guy like Peterson and Sean Alexander. He's been doing stuff that Barry Sanders does when you, you know, make, make something out of nothing. And he, he's better receiving back than LT. I think, I think, I think you, you get, we can say, okay, he's not winning. And that's really your only argument for it because he's doing everything in his power. It's not his fault that his quarterback didn't stay healthy this season. And he had to have a, a, a sorry quarterback, Kyle Allen, uh, take it over, you know, take it over the reins or whatever. So, I mean, I think I, I mean, and the Carolina Panthers are not really out of it. I mean, they they're right there in the wild card hunt. I mean, they probably won't make it, but that's because the NFC is so good. Like like I said, Peter, Peterson made it in on the week seventeen, and they lost that game. They don't get in. Barry Sanders they they got in, and they only won nine games. So the NFC wasn't good at all that season. So it's kind. Of, so I mean, you can look at it per you know how you want to look at it, but you know, not I mean, a, a Lions team nine wins. I mean, are we really saying? You know that was a good team. I mean, who you? I mean, how can how can you really you know judge that one based off that season? When this year we coming into the season, we knew the NFC was going to be amazing, and it's 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 shown that that it is because I think with the Eagles and the four and the Rams are both like well, I think Eagles five five, but 
Rams six and four, and they're two games back. Like that's you know that's you know, that's kind of crazy. So, I mean, we can we can say he's not winning right now. That's that's fine. But we talk about the MVPs of the other running backs that won. He's right there with him. Yeah, he would have the numbers, but all those other guys were nine, ten win teams and made playoffs. So he he won't be. He probably won't even finish top five in the award because it's mainly a QB award. If you're not, if he was on an eleven and five team, like let's say this Panthers team was eleven and five, he would get more votes because he's basically the driving force of the team and he's gonna have record breaking numbers. But if he was on like a forty ers team or something like that, he wouldn't get consideration. Kind of like how like. With girls, like golf got some of his votes too. So you know, it's kind of like when you're well, on yeah, a team. We talk about that. We just we just said when you on the when you got the quarterback, you know, got somebody, yeah. you can y'all y'all kind of cancel out. Yeah, so it's kind of like I feel like with Jimmy G, Jimmy G wouldn't get MVP votes. Nah, he but, ain't close to it right now. But, the stats he got. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he wouldn't get. Well, he kind of would, but he kind of wouldn't because he would be passing to McCaffrey, leading to those passing touchdowns. Plus, he'd have. Sanders killed all those guys. So it's hypothetical, but he would get more votes with a McCaffrey versus Breida and Coleman. So it would, it would still bring down McCaffrey's vote total to a certain degree anyway. But he probably won't even finish top five for the award. Russ Lamar, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to pick up some steam down the stretch. I mean, you got the brand of the Cowboys, so that's going to probably get some, some votes. I think he's leading the league in passing right now. I mean, Mahomes is gonna get some votes, so like McCaffrey probably won't even finish top five for this well, thing. As long as he, as long as he gets the offensive player of the year, because he should. Because like I said, the rest of them, he won't get that either. He should, he should. He should. But see, my thing about it is, he he really should get it because he is is him or nothing. Like, like you. I mean, with, with Kyle Allen, Lamar Jackson. I mean, like I said, it's quarterback, but he has every, every everything else. He he has he has a good coach. He has a. He has a good running back. He has one of the best O-lines in the league. He got – you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's factors to it. And we think about what the Panthers are. I mean, without McCaffrey, like, it's a different it's, – it's, it's way different than without Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. But, you know, he, I, th- I think he will be top five in the MVP race because, like I said, he's going to shatter all the numbers. He's going to be up there with all the MVP – all the great running back MVP, you know, seasons. And this is this is one of them. So, he, he he's having a great one. So, uh, I think he's still in it. I think he's still gonna be there, but we'll see. I can't see it. Um, last, lastly, uh, you know, we can talk about this college football man and how, you know, we, we it was a lot of questions, a lot of scenarios that could have happened. Uh, two teams lost that kind of threw them out of out the way. So Minnesota and Baylor. Uh, sorry, because y'all not making the college football playoffs. I don't think. I don't think Minnesota beating in Wisconsin and upsetting Ohio State does it. Uh, Baylor, I, I I believe Baylor get another shot. Oklahoma, I believe, but uh, I don't think that that would get them up there if they're in it for the Big Twelve championship. So those two are knocked out. Uh, do you have any other surprises? Uh, you know, maybe Georgia beating Auburn, or and possibly maybe upsetting LSU, or you know, uh, or, 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 do, or do you what other scenarios do you see coming to fold now? Now, the only teams that really still have a legit shot at making the playoff who aren't in the top six right now would be Penn State because if Penn State can beat Ohio State, that gets them the tiebreaker over Ohio State. So that would jump them up some in the rankings, and then they would still need a little bit of help from, uh, you know, LSU beating Georgia or something like that. And then they would need um, to win a Big Ten championship, which would be another good win over, 
either Minnesota or Wisconsin again. So they would need something along those lines to help boost their case. But even then, it still would probably be a long shot barring some the barring the Pac-12 collapse, SEC collapse. It'll still be kind of a long shot for them. So I doubt Penn State would get in, but they 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 have a chance because they would need some help. But that's pretty much it. Nobody else is even close. Oklahoma would need so much help <laughs> because they would have to hope Ohio State beats Penn State, and they would still need all the SEC to come crumbling down and the Pac-12 to come crumbling down. So they need more help than Penn State. Though. Right. So basically, all the everything that happened this past weekend kind of what helped helped uh, kind of kind of like put a Pac-12 team in into the playoffs because when we look at it. Even even if Georgia, you know, wins out going to the SEC championship game, uh, they would have to beat LSU, and the committee would have to keep LSU in at four for a Pac-12 team not to make it. But if that's not the case, like you know, obviously Pac-12 have to take care of the business before they meet each other. But the winner of that should just walk right into it. I mean, I think the Pac-12 should get in anyway. Long as long as Utah and Oregon both run the table, meet for the Pac-12 championship. They should get in. I don't think because the playoff needs to come up with a better criteria, but you kind of can't because they value this power five thing. And then now the schools who aren't in the power five, they have to go and perform miraculously, just even get a, a just even be considered to be top 10. Yeah. And then even out of the power five, it's SEC bias. They it's, always it's, it's, it's SEC and Big Ten bias. It's, it's both. It's both. It's both bias. I mean, they always discredit the Pac-12. Oh, definitely. Oh, nobody sees them. Nobody sees them play. They don't play defense. Bit twelve. It's all offense. They don't play defense. They're gonna get killed. Even if Notre Dame goes undefeated, or oh, they don't play in the conference, they should get in and stuff like that. Or the last two times they played, they got killed. So you know, nobody gets credit except for the SEC because even the Big Ten gets disrespected. I don't you know, know, like Big Ten always up there. I mean, because I don't like I don't like, like Wisconsin no. or Iowa. I don't think they're they're up there. They should be that high that they are, but. They, they get the Big Ten love, so they, they, they just like SEC get it. So I I think they both get the love. Like well, a big the Big Ten. I like the Big Ten, but you know it's it always comes second place to you know That's to fine. SEC, and then you know no nobody because like basically SEC. If Ohio State loses right now, basically they would have three SEC teams in the playoffs. I, I don't know. Like they'll just put they, they'll put LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. And just see, all right, well, it's gonna sort itself out. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, they always favor the SEC. I, I think, I think, I think, I think Ohio State has made their, their prestigious of, of LSU and Bama. They, I think they're good enough to, if that, like, just like Alabama lose or LSU lose, they only gonna go three spots. I, I feel that now. I do feel like this now. I feel, I do feel like I understand what you're coming from the SEC part. I think if a like the Indiana team, like when they when they lose versus a let's say a. Let's say a team that's good like Mississippi State is good. This, you know, let's say say if they're good, that they will get more benefit than Indiana will. I, I will agree with that one. But you know, the Ohio States, Penn States, you know, I think they have made their prestigious enough to where you know it doesn't matter where, you know, who they kind of lose to as long as they, you know, as long as they ain't to know what Ohio State a couple years ago to Purdue, something like that. You know, they they pretty much gonna be same thing as Bama. But I I I can understand your point though. 
No, it's, 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 it's way, way more biased. Because look at, like, when Ohio State lost to Purdue. They got blown out, bro. Like, I, I, it, that, that's, but, but, that's... But, but still, like, like but, like, everybody everybody killed them for, like, for LVLV. Like, nobody let it go. But, like, Georgia losing South Carolina, they barely dropped at all. I don't, like, even if it was just a, a small, a short loss like that, they, they barely dropped at all. Like, barely. But Purdue, I mean, but, I mean, come on. You can't get blown out. And and when you at when you got championship aspirations versus you know a rival game because Purdue and Ohio State is not a rival game like that's not I if it was a if it was a Michigan who unranked and beat Ohio State like South Carolina beat Georgia I don't think they would have I don't think it would have been it it would probably been just a, just as equivalent I, I I don't I, I don't I don't agree with that one because I, I just don't see I don't I don't see because you get blown out by a sorry team I just don't you know. You know, you 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 should get put way back there. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Alabama, LSU. I don't care if you're, you know, shit. I don't get there. Who who are whoever you are. If you if you lose like that, you gotta go. No, they always they always give certain teams a chance to kind of quote unquote make it up. Like if Alabama loses to like an Ole Miss or something like that, they'll get a chance to get back in it. Speaking of uh, Bama, so your Tua man out for the season. Uh, they I guess. Technically, has a chance to still get in. Obviously, gonna need a lot of help. Uh, do you, but do you, do you think do you think the committee will avoid them because of two? Like you know, like let's say let's say if it comes down to this, like Bama versus this team, the, the the other team get in just because they're healthy, or do you or do you think do you think the committee pay attention to that at all? They're gonna pay attention to it, but they shouldn't because that shouldn't be a factor. If this team has put enough good games on tape. And that you know, that's what be what that's what you base it off of. What have they put on film? Week to week, evaluate them, not based off of oh well, they don't have two or so they probably can't win a championship because some people don't believe in Mac Jones or maybe he needs to grow and develop some more. But you can't evaluate them based off of oh well, they don't have two or so now let's just cancel them out. Let's just put Utah in over them because if you really feel like Bama's better than Utah, you should put Bama in. But if you think Utah's better, put them in based off their resume, not because to not a tour. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, the committee play the committee play a lot of tricks. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Come. We'll see. Come later on. Uh, you know, this afternoon, whether where uh, where everybody lies in the college football playoffs. Uh, so you know, one person before we get out here, we need to talk about, and that was really the as far as the MVP was. You know, was Mahomes. Uh, you know they, you know w- was in a battle mo- late Monday night football game. Uh, twenty four, it was twenty four seventeen at two minute two minute mark w- with the ball in their hands. Uh, do you think Mahomes? I mean, I I I know you think Mahomes have a chance to win the MVP, but do do you think a performance like he had tonight where they was kind of struggling? Uh, you know, you know without when Hill got banged up early in the game and he had to leave. Do you think they? Do you, do you think do you think he has to put on more of a, a epic performance to take it from Russ, take it from Lamar, or do you think he just as long as he just stay afloat, then he'll be fine? No, uh, he'll have the numbers at the end just to even be considered for. He won't win it this year because he won't have the the storyline for it. Like this year, the storyline is Lamar. Oh my God, he's so amazing. He's the best thing since Mike Vick and sliced bread <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, you know. So like Lamar, he's gonna have the the storyline in his favor and, of course, that little fake narrative where he didn't beat these QBs when it's really a team game, not this guy. He didn't make no game-winning drives or 
nothing crazy like that. So he'll have the narrative in his favor and Russ with all his heroics, you know, pulling out wins and people didn't expect Seattle to be this good and what he's doing so efficiently only, you know, only like two or three picks. His efficiency and his level of winning, as long as he sustains that, he'll stay in the MVP, right? He'll stay, in my opinion, one. And then Mahomes, he's just going to be there just because of numbers, and she's probably winning like 11 games. So Mahomes will be there just based off of that. All right. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all play out, man. Uh, we'll come back to y'all Thursday live with a, with a great show playing for y'all. Uh, don't forget, this is the Prophets. Preach, Kev, Preach, Be Rashad, man. Yeah. Yeah. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 